0: It's such a great honor to share the word with you all. So before we begin, let's pray. Jesus, we need you today. I the words that come out of my mouth, Father, whatever I speak, let it be from you and only you, Lord. Let not, Father, I pray that I won't speak anything which is not from you, Lord. Put words into my mouth, Lord, and touch everyone. Let the words that I speak, Impact, bring an impact, bring a change in each one of us, Father. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We are now in the most exciting season of Advent, eagerly waiting to celebrate Christmas in some days, in a few weeks. Many of you might have already decorated uh, your house, preparing for a grand celebration. So, what does Advent mean? advent means arrival or coming so as we prepare ourselves to celebrate on christmas the first coming of christ let's see how we should be responding to this great act of love i would like to begin today's message with this much familiar christmas time verse it's isaiah 96 to 7 isaiah 96 to 7 The seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This prophetic verse by Isaiah is so rich with amazing truths. First, it's to us the child is born. To us, a son is given. It's for us. It's not only for Mary. The child was born for you and me. Jesus was given to us. Jesus is the most precious gift that God has given us. Now, it also says a child is born. That means Jesus was born as a human child. Jesus, God the Son, had to forsake his divine privileges, like it's mentioned in Philippians 2, and become fully man to take the punishment of our sins upon cross and rescue us. It also says his name. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That means Jesus is fully God. Says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. This shows that the kingdom of Christ will always be growing and will be established completely upon his second coming. And at the end, it says, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. It's the seal of the Lord that is going to make all this possible. It also, In another translation, it says, it's the passionate commitment of the Lord. It's the passionate commitment of the Lord to have us that made all this possible. So Jesus was seeking us when he came as a baby on a Christmas night. Luke 19.10 says Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So what should be our response to this amazing grace? If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today, today it's today. Consider receiving this precious gift that God has given you. Jesus came as a human and died for your sins on the cross so that You could have an everlasting life with him. If you have already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you are a believer, what next? Jesus sought you and found you. Now what do you seek? We may be seeking a job, a house, a promotion, a car. Nothing wrong with that. I am seeking... Uh, a house but what do you seek what you should be be seeking first that's the question jesus asked us to seek his kingdom first the kingdom of god kingdom of god is where god rules where his will happens where his words and his presence is honored where god is honored we should seek things which are above colossians 3 1 to 2 says If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. You should be seeking those things which are above, if you are a believer. Set your minds on things above. That means set your focus on things above. Now imagine, I would like to share an illustration if two if uh, two banks are offering you something let's say um, sbi and hdfc is offering you uh, that invest in our bank okay uh, let's say hdfc says invest in our bank 2000 rupees and uh, we will double it to you next day we we'll give it 4000 back 4000 rupees back next day and let's say sbi says you invest 2,000 rupees in my bank, in our bank, and we will give you 4,000 next week for every day. Every day they will give 4,000 for the rest of your life. Where would you invest? Of course, a wise person will invest in SBI, knowing that they will get more from SBI. This is what exactly which, um, Sunit was sharing during... Uh, uh, the offering time that we should invest in the things of uh, heaven, where we should store our treasures in heaven. I, I would like to illustrate something uh, using uh, this scale. Can you see the scale? Give me a thumbs up if you can see the scale. Okay. This, if you map, okay, if you can map eternity on this scale, it's not possible. It's unending. It's infinite. Okay. So, For illustration purpose, let's say, I will map 3,000 years of a small portion of eternity on this scale, okay? Then where would be our life on Earth? We might live for 100, 150 years, maximum 150. Okay, that's not possible, but 150, let's say 150. Okay, where can I map it here? It would be just a small dot, small dot on the scale. Can you see this? Can anyone see? No one can see. That small is our life on earth. So, if we imagine oh, for this dot, if we live our life for this dot, then we are wasting our time. We should live thinking about this eternity, the whole scale. The whole scale is a minor portion, small portion of eternity. Eternity is infinite. We should be living with a vision of eternity. We should not be having myopic uh, vision, short sightedness. We should be living for the things of God. I'd like to share. I'll share the screen. Yeah. So let. How do we seek kingdom of God? How do we seek things which are above? Let's see what. The disciples, two disciples of John, what did they thought when they met Jesus for the first time? In John 1.35, it says, again, the next day, John, this is speaking about John the Baptist, stood with two of his disciples. These disciples, we know one is Andrew and other is, most definitely it's John, as many, all the commentators agree it's John. So it's John and Andrew. Okay, they were standing with John the Baptist and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? Imagine we are all following Jesus, supposed to be following Jesus. Okay. So if you are following Jesus and Jesus asks you, what do you seek? What would be a reply? The title of my message today is, what do you seek? And let's see what their reply was. Okay. They said, Rabbi, which is to say when translated teacher, where are you staying? I believe in calling him Rabbi, they were expressing their intent to Le- to learn God's word from Jesus. This is what I believe. Okay. And they, then they said, where are you staying? That in this, I believe they were wanted to get familiar with Jesus. They want to know Jesus. So that is why they were asking where are you staying? So my first point today is seek God's word. Seek God's word. Then Jesus turned and seeing in John 1:38, we, we said, we saw, Jesus asked, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? So they were wanted to learn God's word from Jesus. They wanted to learn things of about God from Jesus. They were seeking God's word. God's word is a treasure. This is what David says about God's word in Psalms 19. Psalms 19:10. It says the rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. God's word is a treasure, it's precious than gold. God's word helps us not to sin. Psalms 119, 11. It helps us not to err. Matthew 22.29 29. Those who love his word will have great peace. Psalms 119, 165. God's word helps us to renew our mind, helps us to know God, his love, his will, our new identity in Christ, our authority, our purpose, the list goes on. It's immeasurable treasure. But for receiving all this, we should read the word, understand it and do it. Now uh, one uh, last month brought a word where she, uh, where she shared about oak trees shedding the leaves to conserve energy. And she said that this energy is stored in the roots. She said, it is a time for us to grow strong roots. I also feel it is time for growing strong roots. And I believe that as we dig into God's word and understand what God is speaking and do them, we will grow strong roots. I had a dream where uh, some of us in Word of Grace Church, in our church, are having, he's having, some of us are having indigestion. That's what God showed me. So, what he meant by that is that week on week, week after week, like we are getting great words preached in our church. But if we don't receive it, and if you don't understand it, and if you don't do it, it's like eating the food and not getting digested. So this is the verse God showed me. It's Luke 8.14, speaking about the seeds which sown among the thorns. thorns. The seed that fell among thorns stand for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. So they heard the word, but they went back. And what happened? The life's worries, the worries of this earth, Small dot on the scale, worries on the of this life, riches and pleasures. They were this word got choked by their focus on worries, riches and pleasures. And as a result, the word couldn't bear fruit. Excuse me, one. And in Luke, excuse me. And Luke 6, 46 says, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Saying, Jesus is asking, why do you call me Lord when you don't do what I say? We should be doers of word. If you don't, if you hear the word and do not do it, the word says, it's like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, collapsed. We don't want to be a house that collapsed and torrent comes. Now imagine I tell you a story that a man came to a table and saw two eggs. He cracked one egg and it broke. He cracked other egg. He tried to crack it but it didn't break and he found out it's an egg made of steel. And I leave this meeting after telling this story. What will you do? Some of you will say crazy man said something. What what was he speaking? And f- few of you might text me and ask me, what is the meaning? What, what is the meaning of what you said? This is what is happening in Luke 8:4. Jesus spoke to a large crowd who were gathered, gathered. And people were coming to Jesus from town after town. He told this parable. He was sharing the parable of the soul. Okay. And after the parable was shared, his disciples. Asked him in private, what is the parable meant? And Jesus explained the parable to them. And these disciples received the meaning of parable because they sought after the meaning. Now, you might say, oh, they had access to Jesus. We all have access to Jesus. The spirit of Jesus is within us. He is the spirit of understanding. He will explain to us all the parables. The only thing is we should seek. Everything in the Bible is not plainly revealed to everyone. This might come as a shock to some people, but it's not revealed to everyone plainly. Many of the things are revealed when we seek its meaning diligently with the help of Holy Spirit. Proverbs 25.2 says, "This I am reading from the version because it gives the meaning so powerfully. God the conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory, but the honor of Kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meanings of all that God says. So we have to search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. And when we do that, God is also pleased. So when uh, during Christmas and birthdays, what we do is we hide the gifts which we want to give to Joanna and Jordan. And then we place clues. Okay. And Satrashahan, they have to search for these gifts. And when they find those gifts, we are also happy and they are also happy and this is what exactly what happens jesus god has hidden these things okay and why why does he hide these things why cannot he give it just like that god wants us to value his word god doesn't want want to give pearls to pigs what happens when we give pearls to pigs okay, god does not want to do that okay. in luke 2 18 to 19, this is when shepherds heard the news about Jesus, about heard about Jesus from angels. These shepherds came. Okay, and in verse 2, Luke 2:18, 18, it says, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. All were amazed. Okay, but, in verse 19, but comes. Um, that means in contrast to that, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Mary treasured up all these things and she pondered, thought about it. We should value God's word. Not only his words from the Bible, but also when God speaks through dreams, visions, and prophetic words, which maybe the other believers share with you, provided you feel it's from God and it it resonates with you and does not contradict his written word. We should value them. I remember Sam uh, once sharing uh, this testimony about um, when Ralphie had this episode of seizure. What uh, Sam was troubled, but what gave her strength is the prophetic word she had received about Ralphie long time back. That gave her strength. We should treasure and ponder over all the prophetic words we have received. Especially, I would encourage all parents to remember all the prophetic word it has been spoken over your kids. Remember them, treasure them, ponder over them. Ponder means think over them. Now, some seeds in the parable of soil fell on the good soil. And what does that represent? Okay, but the seed on good soil, Luke 8.15, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop you should not only hear the word, but retain it. Retain it doesn't mean we have to memorize the word on word, or the, all the references. That is good, but that's not what retaining it means. You should retain the truth which was shared in that word, in the word. You should retain it, you should not forget it. And by persevering, produce a crop. We should not always expect an immediate blessing from studying the word. Seeds take time to germinate. We should persevere for producing the crop. Imagine you plant a mango seed; don't go next day there searching for mangoes. It'll take time for grow and bear fruit. So we should be people who persevere. During my childhood days, uh, I used to watch horror movies, which is not a good idea. So seeds of fear. Okay, and in those, I see people sh- showing like Bible. To ghosts and God's fear. God's ghosts get afraid and they run away, uh, that's not true. Words written in Bible doesn't have the power unless we open it, read it, understand it, do it, and persevere. We should be diligent seekers of God's word. Remember, seekers finders, finders keepers. So my first point is seek God's word. My second point is seek. God's presence. When Jesus was asking those disciples, what do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, and then they asked, where are you staying? When Jesus is asking a question, they are asking a question as an answer. So that's something weird. Okay, so what do you seek? He's asking, where are you staying? So what I believe is not, they didn't want to send swiggy food to Jesus. That was not the purpose. Okay, I, what I believe is They wanted to get familiar with Jesus. They wanted to know Jesus. They wanted to fellowship with Jesus. That's why Jesus said, he said to them, come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. They had fellowship with Jesus. They were seeking his presence. Psalms 105.4 says, seek and deeply long for the Lord and his strength. Seek and deeply long for his face and his presence continually. We should be seeking his presence continually. Now you might ask, for a New Testament believer, 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, spirit of God dwells inside us. Then why should we seek God's presence? God's presence, what I'm talking about is the manifested presence of the Lord. Uh, Whenever I attend this living room, Okay, before the meeting starts, there is presence of the Lord. I just joined the meeting and there is presence of Lord. And I wonder why we have not started worshipping. Lord, excuse I have not started worshipping. Why your presence is coming so powerfully? And this is what the Lord said. You made this decision to come for the meeting and spend your next one hour worshipping me. And I honor that decision of yours with my presence. It's the heart that matters. If we say we love God and we don't seek his presence, then there is something wrong. I'm not saying we should go for feelings, but we should seek his presence. Like Colin said, that we should have experiences, encounters with the Lord. So we should have an intimate alone time with him, seeking his presence, hearing his voice, adoring him, thanking him, praising him, Worshipping him, not as a religious duty, not to receive something. I'm not saying we shouldn't ask God for something. Whenever we need something, we should ask God. But at least sometimes go to God just to enjoy his company and seek his presence. Why? Because we are people whom he loves so much and has already blessed us so much. So, my first point is seek God's word. And my second point is seek God's presence. My third point is, oh, I forgot to share one verse. It's, it's about this, uh, how do, how can I say that God will come when we seek him? See, John, James 4, it says, come near to God and he will come near to you. When we take one baby step towards God, he will take 100 steps towards you. That's, that's not need to take 100 steps, but he will come powerfully towards you. So, my third point is seek God's church. When we diligently seek God's word and God's presence, we will become people after God's heart. And where is God's heart? God's heart is for his church. Matthew sixteen eighteen says, and I tell you, you are Peter. This is Jesus speaking. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of heads will not overcome it. Jesus will build his church. What is his church? Church is not a building. Church is not a club or an organization where we take membership and we don't go. The Greek word of the word, Greek of the word church used here means assembly, congregation. We, the body of Christ, the mem- members of his body are actually his church. Colossians 1.18, and 1 Corinthians 12.27. Now, how do we seek God's church? First thing, by assembling. We are an assembly. If you don't assemble, how can we be assembling? We should meet together and build each other. Hebrews 10.24-25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and deeds, good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So it doesn't say those people who come for two, three meetings are doing something wrong. It says not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. That should not be a habit, that not meeting. We should seek to build a relationship with We should seek to meet one another and encourage one another. We should not give up meeting together. We should attend Sunday church, Sunday meetings, for sure that we all are doing now, but we should also attend micro-gym, the small meetings through the week. If not other meetings, at least the micro-gym meetings, which is our small fellowship in small groups. That is where we can encourage one another. The second thing is by joining. Assembling is not enough. There should be a joining of minds. In 1 Corinthians 1117, Paul says about meetings of the Corinthians, they do more harm than good. Their meetings were doing more harm than good. So meetings are not enough. There should be a joining of minds. And this joining of mind happens when we love one another. When we seek to build relationship with each other, we should love one another. We should help one another, encourage one another. All the one another's in the Bible. We should seek to do it. These are the true expressions of loving one another. We should to seek to seek for joining of minds. I would like to share this photo because this photo is on my wallpaper. Okay, and this gives me immense joy when I see this photo. I assume it's 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 the imagination. I imagine that they are in love with each other, and there is so much unity when I see this photo. This is what I feel, and I then I caught this thought: How father, our father in heaven will feel when his children, us, live together in unity? How much joy he will have! That's what it says in Psalms 133. One, two, three says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It doesn't say God's people live in isolation in unity. In isolation, there is no question of unity. It's God's people living together in unity. And that is where Lord bestows his blessings. If you do not live together, as I said, there is no question of unity. Unity is not tested when we are in isolation. Unity is not absence of conflicts or disagreements. Unity is when we manage conflicts. When we agree to disagree for the greater purpose, the kingdom purpose, for loving one another and forgiving one another, having one mind. When arguments or fights do happen, it happens. See what you have to change within yourself instead of seeing what you can change in others. That is how we build unity. So I would encourage you to call people if you cannot meet them, especially those people who live alone. Seek to build relationship. Offer help to those who are in trouble. Send food to those who are very sick. Forgive others when they are hurt. Give to others what you would like to receive from them. That's how we build relationships. That's joining of minds. And third, not the least, by witnessing. That is how we seek God's church. We should partner with God in expansion of his church by sharing gospel. Jesus asked us to go and make disciples. Matthew 28, 19. This is the great commission. We go when we understand the great commission from his word. When we seek his word and we understand the great commission, we seek to do it, that is when we go. And we go with his great power when we spend time in his presence. So I would request, how many of you, uh, I believe you might have invited your friends, your non-believer friends and family for Sunday carol, uh, not Sunday, it's on Saturday, it's carols evening, Christmas carols evening. Have you invited your non-believer friends and family members? If not, invite them. This is how you do your witnessing, your part in witnessing. Do not worry whether they will accept. Inviting is your part leave rest to God. Seek for opportunities to share the gospel with others. Pray for opening of doors. This is how we can take part in witnessing. This is how we can partner with God in expansion of his church. So to conclude, when we seek God's word and his presence, we get to know kingdom values and kingdom purpose. Advent, like I said in the beginning, means coming. Jesus came to us 2,000 years back on a Christmas night for us. But for sure, Jesus is coming back also. His second coming is there. He will come for sure on a day we don't know. But he will come with our rewards, that rewards that matter in the eternity. So let's not be people with myopic vision, that is short-sightedness. Let's have a vision of eternity as we live on this earth for a small period of time, a dot on the scale. Thank you all. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you have, you came for us and gave this life for us. Thank you for bringing us into light. Thank you for bringing us into your family. We pray that, Lord, I pray that we will be people who seek your word, who will treasure your word and will seek your presence and will seek your church, Lord. And we will be a great witness for you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to change, up. help us to go back from this meeting, different father, making a decision to seek diligently by your power, Holy Spirit. I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. What you calling?
1: Thank, thank you so much, Manish. You know, all over the world, people are getting ready to celebrate Christmas, right? decorating homes and making sweets and uh, planning parties and celebrations. And uh, most, of it most of it is good. But the main thing, as Manish has brought out to us, is seek the Savior. Seek his word. Seek his people. Seek his presence. Yeah, And so have the whatever. In our language, we say kuswar, the Christmas sweets, the guava cheese and the Kalkals, and have all that have the gathering with the families wonderful you know we have great food around the christmas table but those are secondary the main thing is seeking the savior jesus his word his presence and his people thank you so much for reminding us of that manish